let's talk a little bit about the infrastructure packages that are making their way through the Congress. There's been a lot of discussion about this in the media. NLBMDA has been doing uh, quite a bit of reporting about this, both the updates from the Hill along with NLBMDA's advocacy. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what's been going on with these two packages, and then I'm going to finish up with what has NLBMDA been doing in order to advance our priorities in this type of legislative package. So the Democrats in Congress are pursuing a two-track approach when it comes to infrastructure. First, on one side, they are doing a bipartisan agreement on physical infrastructure with a group of Republicans. This is because they, of course, will need the 60 votes to get through the Senate. This is a $1.2 trillion bipartisan package. It's called the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. The Senate has actually already passed this legislation by a, by a vote of 69 to 30, so it had Republican support. And this is really designed to focus on physical infrastructure, so roads, bridges, ports, rail transportation, waterways, big investments in broadband. That's the kind of stuff that this package is focusing on, and NLBMDA you know, has been following this for, for quite some time because these are the types of things that really can, can serve to benefit LBM dealers, depending on, on what those provisions are. So this legislation in response to lobbying done by NLBMDA does have NLBMDA-backed provisions, things like reforming the streamlining, uh, reforming the, and streamlining of the federal permitting process. Uh, there are workforce development issues contained in this bipartisan package. And in addition, one of the things NLBMDA has been working on for several months, really since this Congress started, was the opposition to new tax increases. So we were concerned earlier on in this Congress that when they were looking at ways to pay for this legislation, they were going to look at tax increases. And we've heard different proposals put forward by certain Democrats on ways to raise revenue to pay for this. Well, NLBMDA has been concerned about this for a number of months, so we've been doing quite a bit of advocacy in order to try and head off tax increases, especially on small businesses. We're very happy to see that the Senate bill that was passed just last week didn't contain any additional tax increases on individuals or small businesses, so that would cover pass-through income and, and uh, arrangements like that. So we're very happy to see that our advocacy paid off there. A big part of that, of course, is due to the grassroots advocacy done by NLBMDA members, but we were very happy to see Congress listen to us. We've done several meetings with uh, senior staff on the House Ways and Means Committee, on the Senate Finance Committee, and we really were making clear that, look, we really are opposed to tax increases on lumber and building material dealers across the United States. This is the wrong time to be raising taxes. And we think we're making an impact, which is great. Now, switching over to the House of Representatives, it's really unclear if they're going to take this up anytime soon. Speaker Pelosi is planning to bring the House back next week to vote on the budget resolution, which I'm going to talk about in just a minute. Moderate Democrats are really urging her to put that bill, the bipartisan bill of physical infrastructure, onto the House floor to pass. Um, but there's some, some political complications there that I'll, I'm going to get into in the next issue. So we'll have to see. The earliest that is likely for the House to take up this bill is probably going to be in September. Uh, the House is currently in recess until September 20th. So 
Uh, we'll have to see if there's going to be support in the House in order to pass this in its current form, if they're going to have to make changes. One of the things that's very, very clear is that NLBMDA is going to continue to be advocating on behalf of the industry. We're going to continue to advocate for the priorities that we want to see in a bipartisan infrastructure package. And of course, really emphasizing that we are opposed to new tax increases on America's lumber and building material dealers. And uh, we'll be making that point very clearly with Congress, especially over the coming weeks uh, before the House takes action on, on this infrastructure legislation. So I mentioned that the Democrats are doing a two-track approach to infrastructure. The other side of, of this approach is the budget resolution and the budget reconciliation process. This is a somewhat complicated process, but what you should know is that this process allows the Democrats to circumvent a Republican filibuster. So the Republicans would be able to block legislation in the Senate uh, because the Democrats would need 10 Republicans to come on board with them in order to pass legislation in a normal fashion. However, in this particular case, using the reconciliation process, which is a narrowly defined process that uh, they are legally able to use, they can pass a, a budget reconciliation package on just a majority vote. All they need is to get all their Democratic senators in line on that, and then they could have, if there's a tie, if they don't get any Republicans, they could have the vice president come down and break a tie vote. So what first has to happen for them to pass this is they have to pass a budget resolution. And I should mention that the point of this, uh, this package doing it this way is because the Democrats have a series of priorities related to you know, um, things like climate change, housing, uh, education, immigration, healthcare, et cetera. These are things that a lot of the more progressives in the Democratic caucus want to see and that is the purpose of this uh, budget reconciliation process. So this is a much bigger package than the one that they did strike a deal with, with the Republicans. This was passed by the Senate also last week, and this is a $3.5 trillion budget resolution uh, package. That was passed on a party line vote, 50 to 49. And what happens now is the relevant committees in the Senate are going to take action to craft a uh, legislative text in order to pass uh, the, these provisions through budget reconciliation. We don't currently have legislative text on what we could see um, from these committees when they implement the budget resolution and put forward the legislative text to pass it. However, NLBMDA has been advocating very strongly for uh, our industry's priorities particularly, again, emphasizing the issue of taxation. There is concern that the Democrats on the Senate Finance Committee could look at some tax increases on individuals and small businesses. Um, that's something that we're, of course, opposed to, as I mentioned. So we're really articulating that we have a very strong position on being opposed to tax increases. We do not want Congress to raise taxes on LBM dealers. That's a huge focus for us in this particular um, budget reconciliation process. Once NLBMDA is able to get a hold of that legislative text and we can see what's actually in those bills, that will enable us to weigh in where needed, whether on the issue of tax increases or on the issue of, of simply advocating in support of the provisions that Congress has chosen to include that are backed by NLBMDA. So we're gonna continue to advocate very strongly on behalf of the industry. I'd like to take a moment to 
uh, really thank our members for a lot of the hard work that they do on advocating strongly for the industry. It really is a necessary support for us at the direct lobbying level. Um, we go day to day and, and work with Congress on representing the lumber and building material in industry nationally, but it really comes down a lot of times to the real hard work of our members who take the time to meet with their elected officials, take the time to send them letters. Um, there's a, a, a real knowledge of our industry on Capitol Hill, and a big part of that is through our members. So I want to take a moment to thank them for all their advocacy and to continue to, uh, to do that on really important and key NLBMDA priorities moving forward. So with regard to next steps in all of this, um, September is going to be a busy month. It's really going to come down to uh, whether the House is going to move forward on these priorities. Uh, I suspect they will, but there's a lot that does remain to be uh, crafted and uh, determined. And then there's also going to be some issues that they have to address, ranging from raising the debt ceiling, keeping the government funded before that runs out at the end of September, uh, unemployment benefits, supplemental unemployment benefits are going to be expiring in September. Uh, that's something NLBMBA supports. Um, we we want to see a real measured approach to that and make sure that there aren't negative effects on, on labor availability for our dealers nationally. So September is going to be a very busy month. We're going to continue to work hard on behalf of the industry nationally. And I want to thank again all of our members for their ongoing support and for all the work that they do to support our mission advocating for lumber and building material dealers nationally. So thanks very much for tuning in and listening to this legislative update. We will have some more information for everybody shortly as this infrastructure issue uh, continues to unfold. Uh, so until then, thank you very much and I hope you enjoyed.